live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City. This is the Jeff Wagner Show. With all due respect, I reject your theory completely. But you know what? There needs to be some backlash to this. This would be disastrous. There really has to be a better way. And I think the biggest question here is, what the hell is going on? The Accurate Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 414-799-1620. Move for present. Get in the race. Will he run? And now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. So, Gru, who's producing the show today and always, and who just saved me from a meltdown, telling me, remember, you've got to do this. And then, of course, looking at me and understanding that I had completely forgotten, even though you told me a minute ago to do that. All right. You think that I also need to clear up this cream puff of palooza situation because we are getting a number of questions about this. There is this promo that is running that people say they, they don't quite understand. Now, I've listened to the promo. I'm not sure why you don't understand it, but yes. To answer one of our commonly asked questions, this year we are once again doing Jeff Wagner's Cream Puff of Palooza the day before the State Fair opens, which is two weeks from today, July 31st. Now, it's a little bit different this year because people were calling up saying, well, that's not quite how it worked last year. Well, last year it was a little bit different than it was the year before, and the year before was a little bit different than the year before that. This year it's a little bit different, but it's the same basic concept. Here's the deal. Um, I will be out. With my lovely wife, Fran. She wants to see this. She's going to she's gonna come out with me. Okay, so we will be in the, the main parking lot for State Fair. This is the one in front of the Pettit Ice Center that, you know, borders the freeway. All right? Starting at 620 in the morning, two weeks from today, if you are there and you are in line, I will be delighted to give you a free three-pack of cream puffs, the first 620 cars each get, I always have to say cars because sometimes people come with five people in the car and each one a three-pack of cream puffs, and that's not how it works. The first 620 cars get a free three-pack of cream puffs, and we're going to have a thing of milk to give away. We That's always one of our extra surprises, and it is to celebrate the opening of the State Fair. It starts at 6.20 in the morning, and we go until we run out of three packs of cream puffs. That's the way it's going to be this year. Um, it's, always, it's always fun. I love the event because I generally get there – Oh, you know, 30, 40 minutes before it's going to start. And, and there are people, and you know who you are, who drive from all over and get there in the middle of the night, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and, and get in line. And I le- love talking to folks because it's kind of like the eh, first day of deer hunting. It's the day before the state fair. So, you know, we, we have the state fair police, and everybody helps us, and we line people up. It's a wonderful event. It's Jeff Wagner's Cream Puff of Palooza. And yes, we are doing it again, slightly different, slightly different timing, but essentially the same location, the same basic premise. The first, starting at 6.20 in the morning, the first 620 cars get at 6.20 WTMJ, each get a free three-pack of cream puffs. Okay, have I explained that sufficiently there, Gru? All right, I, I, I cannot make it any clearer than, than that. So, and, you know, so come on down, get in line, and like I say, when they're gone, they're, they're gone. So, all right, abbreviated program today, big Brewers win last night, I was there. Um, I, I'm just, it was, it, 
it made up for some of the stinkers that I have sat through to watch that game. And like I was saying a couple minutes ago to Steve Scafidi, Christian Yelich, boy, he hit this grand slam home run. He hit that ball as hard as I think I have seen anybody hit a ball. Chris Abley. My only comment to Chris Abley, and I sent this out on a tweet last night, was, boy, that had to hurt. All right, Chris Abley is the Milwaukee County Executive. He has this kind of political action committee that he funds, and and he uses it to support people that he wants to, to support, all well and good. He's done it mostly when it comes to county supervisors, which makes a lot of sense. He's the county executive. He wants to have people that he thinks are, okay, in the same mindset as he is, you know, on the county board. So he tries to influence county elections. He's had kind of mixed success with that. Well, right now in Milwaukee, because Alderman, now this is the city of Milwaukee, it's not county, city of Milwaukee, Alderman, Terry Witkowski resigned after being there years and years and years and years and years. Yesterday, there was a prime, a, there was the primary election to fill that seat. Seven candidates ran for office. The top two vote getters emerge and they'll go on to a general election, a special election next month. All right, ably, Despite the fact that this is a city elected official, not not a county official, through his group, decided to pick on you know, one candidate, single them out, and and the group, you know, that's funded by Abley, spent in the neighborhood of seventy thousand bucks, which you know, in a in a summer primary election for a common council seat in Milwaukee, to spend that kind of money is just. Well, it just dwarfs all the other spending. My guess is you could add all the money that all the candidates spent, all the other candidates spent in themselves, and it wouldn't come close to sixty-eight grand. That, that's my sense. So they did all these fancy mailers and things like that, ably trying to, you know, influence the election. Well, the ably candidate. Now there were seven. The ably candidate did not make the top two. His chosen candidate ran a distant third. The two candidates that emerged from this were Scott Spiker, who was an aide to um, Witkowski, and Patty Doherty, who is a former aide to uh, Alderman Bob Donovan, but lives in that area. Those were the two that made it. The way it translates, if you look at the amount of money that Abley spent um, in comparison, or the again, it's not him directly, it's through his group, that they spent in comparison to the votes they got, it translates into something crazy, like around $70 a vote or something like that. But uh, Chris Abley decided to play in the city of Milwaukee politics, and he got burned badly. Now, what's thirty grand to you know Abley's group? What's sixty grand or what's seventy grand to Abley's group? Probably nothing, but uh, it didn't go over well with the voters. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the latest flag controversy. If you want to see the flag that is creating all the controversy, go to W. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Jeff Wagner six twenty. I've got a picture of Chris Pratt. You know who Chris Pratt is? He's the movie star. He's the guy that's the star of Guardians of the Galaxy. He's been in the Avengers movies, done a whole bunch of other things. He is now being well called out for being a white supremacist because of a T-shirt he wore. We will talk about it in just a moment. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Okay, 414-799-1620. Here is the story. And, and again, this is one that makes my head explode. I want this shirt. 
I want a shirt with the 13 flags, the 13 stars. I want a Betsy Ross shirt. I'm going to find one of the Betsy Ross flag. And I want one of these shirts as well. All right, here's the deal. Chris Pratt, who's you know the, the Marvel movie actor, probably best known for his roles in Guardian of the Galaxy and the Avengers. Okay, the other day, he's out in public with his wife. He's wearing a T-shirt. Okay, the T-shirt is, it represents the, they, they call it the Gadsden flag. This is the flag that has the, the American flag, and then it's got the coiled rattlesnake in front of it with the text, don't tread on me. You have perhaps seen it. This, this, this flag, this is the iconic, again, they call it the Gadsden flag, Gadsden flag. It was created by American General Christopher Gadsden in 1775 during the Revolutionary War. It was meant to symbolize liberty and freedom. Now, you might have seen it in recent years because, yeah, this was a flag that the Tea Party, when the Tea Party was big a number of years ago, that that, that was used. The U.S. men's soccer team has used this image, the Gadsden flag, for, for its kind of, again, logo. Uh, a number of bands. Metallica has used this as well. Okay. Now, what has happened over the last couple years is that a handful of, like, white supremacist group, and what we're talking about, the people sitting in their basement in, you know, their mom's basement in their underwear, have also, you know, kind of sort of tried to appropriate this flag, but it really hasn't taken off. You know, it hasn't taken off in any way, shape, or form, any big level. So anyhow, Pratt is out. He is wearing the shirt. And the Internet goes nuts. Yahoo writes this big story about how here is Christopher Pratt, and he's wearing this shirt that is linked to white supremacists. And, of course, it generates all this, again, angst on the Internet. Oh, how terrible this could possibly be. How could this guy be doing it? Is he really a white supremacist? All right, our number, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We only have a couple minutes. I don't know about you, but I am sick to death of the politically correct and the perpetually offended looking for something that they can play the race card or the white supremacist card or the hater card on. This, again, this is a flag design which goes back to the 17. 17- 70s. All right. It is commonly used. It has a symbol. You know, don't tread on me. You know, it, it says right, we want to stand up for freedom. Now, look, maybe there's somebody in the dark corner of some Internet somewhere who, you know, uses this as their crazy symbol. All right. That doesn't mean that, that because you have a handful of people, they can co-op that. And I guess I want to say shame on Yahoo for, and they're the ones that ran this story, for blowing this into a story and creating a controversy where none of this exists. 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And, of course, this comes on the heels of Colin Kaepernick telling Nike, well, I don't think we should have the Betsy Ross flag design on shoes because some people might find it offensive. Well, okay, at what point in time do we stand up and say, look, when it comes to these different historical flag designs, right, people have a right to express themselves without being fearful of being labeled as white supremacists or racists or haters. 414-799-1620, Jeff in Fox Point. Jeff, you're first. Hello. Hey, Jeff, this ticks me off for two reasons. One is that Chris Pratt does a lot of community service with, like, children's hospitals and yeah, stuff like that. He's a that. good guy. And he, 
yeah, he definitely does not deserve this. And then two, um, I'm sick of the flag being associated with racism in false ways. And my aunt gave me a flag, you know, when I was a little kid that I still have. Does that mean that, that my family's a racist now? Uh, did she give you a flag like this? Like the don't tread uh, on me flag or something different? No, it was different, but I mean, right. the idea of the American flag, because it's happening in other ways. Well, too. it is, right. I mean, th- it, right, it, it, it's this, it, right, it is this whole idea that because, I mean, I mean, the, the headline on the story is, the outfit becomes a lightning rod on social media. Well, oh, okay, that's because, again, you have the perpetually offended and the politically correct that are out there obsessing about this tip, type of stuff. Gee, what can we be offended about today? And here you have a guy like Chris Pratt, who is a really, like you said, Jeff, he's a really, really good guy. Good guy, does lots and lots of volunteer work. And you know what? He's proud to be an American. All right, so this is the statement he makes. So for everybody who participated in Tea Party activities, you know, over the years, okay, you now, if you've got one of these shirts that, again, have an historical significance, there are some of these kooks out there that have decided that, well, you're racist and you have to be a hater. At some point in time, we need to just kind of push this back and say, look, there's real racism in this world. But when you have people that, again, use this as their default position, they're not helping. And if you, again, want to see some of the controversy, follow me on Twitter. It's at Jeff Wagner 620. Back with more in just a moment. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. So very glad to have you with us. Brewers baseball coming up in just a couple minutes. Tom Barrett is down in City Hall doing the happy dance. We talked briefly about this yesterday. Hey, look, 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 the numbers during Bastille days when the streetcar, which they let you ride for free right now, the streetcar, it ran through the middle of Bastille days. And, and you know what? Pe- people got on it. And this is a success. And uh, that, that's fine as, as far as it goes. I would offer two thoughts. First of all, anybody who makes a decision about expanding something that's going to cost tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars based on, hey, it was able, you were able to ride it for free when it th- went through the heart of a festival. Anybody who uses that data as a basis for making a decision that could cost the taxpayers 50 or 100 or 150 million dollars on expansion, they're, they're just out of their mind. They're just flat out of their mind. You wouldn't do that with your own money, but maybe if it's government money, it's different. Secondly, I just throw this out there. If if the streetcar is now so popular and, and people just can't live without it, maybe they should reassess their backing off on, on charging fares for it. Remember, originally the way this was sold, people would pay a dollar fare. The Potawatomi came up and, and they sponsored it for the first year. City officials said, well, we, we now we have to keep it free because our concern is that if we actually charge something for it and it doesn't just become a curiosity, nobody will pay for it. Well, now, I mean, all right, if these numbers are this great and during the festival season, it's such a wonderful attraction. All right. My question might be, isn't this a time to perhaps think about um, maybe starting to charge. Well, no, we, we, we can't do that because if we charge, nobody's going to ride, which is exactly my point. As long as something is free, you're never going to know whether or not it, it's really something that people want or need. And as far as this idea of always keeping it free, good luck with that. 